also, did I not turn that? I turned that down. I, would, I didn't see it happen, but if you said you did, I believe you. Maybe not far. Thank you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. You two are just love and motion. <laughs> I love it. I love being loved. Yeah, that's my I love it. I've been together 14 years. I'm just so weird. I know. I met when I was 20. Like, you've grown up together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been very interesting. I mean, I was almost 21. I'm 21 on 21. Yeah. Okay, we're so it. we're doing it. Let's let's go ahead and get started here. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the OK Keep It Sexy podcast. I'm your host, Erica Butler. This is my girl, Monique. Yes, I'm happy to be here. We made it happen. Yes, we made it happen. We did this. So we're going to give you some time to introduce yourself here. But first, let's talk about this song that you chose. Let's just let it vibe. Let's just let it vibe. I won't even do this. We'll do that. I won't even try. But this song in particular, it's interesting because I wasn't prepared to pick a song. Uh, but then my people go to the prints, like something that makes me feel like mm-hmm. And this song is particular. I knew the words to Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. David's been warning me not to let the music play for too long or else they'll take down my episode. I don't want Prince to come and get me. So we're going to turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad it got to stay on while you were talking about it. Just, you know, just for a little bit. Thank you, David. Yes, thank you, David, for the the heads up there. So yes, please go ahead and and take a second to introduce yourself. As y'all know, again, I'm Erica Butler, the host of the podcast and owner of Happy Sex Talk. Um, So... Go for it, Mo. <laughs> so I am Monique McChrystal. I live here in Columbus, Ohio. I am a creative. <laughs> I am a wildflower. I am a lover. Mm-hmm. I'm a giver. I'm a connector. Um, my bio and Instagram is one of my favorite things. It says that I'm somewhere between earth and ether. And there I you think go. that is the best way that I can describe myself. That is a great way to describe you. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's always yes. the best. Yes. So I'm many, many different things, many things. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm me, you know? Absolutely. Unapologetically. Yeah. Up. We're both Pisces. Yes, we are both Pisces. Which is why, you know, we love each other so much because yes. Pisces, we love hard. Yes, very hard. <laughs> <laughs> when we love you, we love you. That's for sure. You know, you know. I, you know, there, there are so many reasons why I wanted Mo on the podcast, um, but one of them is because she talks so much about like embodiment and being one with your body. And I think during a time like May is National Masturbation Month, hence my, here, let me. I didn't know that was a thing until you posted that. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. It's a thing. Yes. A whole month, a whole it. month. Shout out to Goody Howard for the shirt. Um, so, yes, May is National Masturbation Month. And it's also National Meditation yes. Month. And so I figured how perfect is that? Yes. 
to put those two together. And the first person that I think of anytime I think about calming or centering or meditation or like breathing is you for sure. I was going to have my portable diffuser going today just for you, <laughs> but I couldn't find my essential oils in That's time. Okay. We had tea before. I, yes, we did. Yes. I, I hid the essential oils because my kids was looking for them. My kids was finding them. And I, <laughs> so I hit them and now I hit them so well, I don't remember where I put them. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, <coughs> so with um, with the podcast, usually we do like this fire round of questions that Listen. are all related to <laughs> related to sex. Bye. Now, I you can always pass because okay. we're a consent friendly podcast. Of course, you don't ever have to answer anything if you are uncomfortable. But I feel like I picked pretty okay, pretty pretty Let's decent see. ones. We'll see. Um, so we're going to do some of that and then we're just going to go into some of the topics that you and I mentioned, uh, talking about. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a good time. All right. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I always start off with this question, but I just love it. Who, who is your favorite sexually liberated icon? It would be a combination of Prince Mm -hmm. and Rihanna. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I totally get why, but can you give yeah. me a little bit of explanation? So, okay, I feel like Prince is just like a given. Right. But particularly for him in the 80s and 90s, you know, you didn't see a ton of people who were <coughs> fully embodied in mm-hmm. their sexuality and in their, their ownness. Absolutely. In the way that yeah, so absolutely. No, unapologetically so. Yeah. And I feel like I get that same energy from Rihanna. Yes. Um, I'm biased, obviously, because she's a Pisces, yes, and I see that energy coming out, yes. you know, in her as well. Yes. And I'm just always inspired by seeing how different humans like transition through relationships and ages yes. and time, yeah. and still, yeah. you know, maintain the center of who they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way she is rocking Fenty is like what is that? Like what? I don't even know. Like I, she's doing a whole thing. I mean, it's amazing. Like she no. never has to come back and do an album ever again. And I don't she think wants she to. wants to. And I don't blame her. But you know, people be people be trying to get her like, so when are we gonna get music again? And it's like, first off, you have an entire catalog already. Yeah. If you miss Rihanna, go back and listen to the amazing music she's already provided us. Nice. And respect the fact that she is at a point where she wants to move on in her career. Yes. She is allowed to do that. Hello, she's allowed to say no. She's allowed to say no. She's allowed to do whatever she wants. Right. And why would she come back when she's doing as well as she is with Fenty anyway? Right. right? I think that's the thing about allowing creativity to be a gateway to pleasure. Yeah, right. Something that you are good at. Yep. Doesn't give you pleasure anymore. Yeah, you don't have to. Do you it don't anymore. have to do exactly. It doesn't matter if you're good at it or not. Exactly, you could be, you could it, be but... great at it, but if it's not something that's causing you joy and pleasure, then why? Hello. Yeah, Hello. no, absolutely. Amen to that. Yes. Okay, so um, was your who was your first love in real life or fiction? Okay, so my first love in fiction was Prince. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to tell y'all. I don't I know why. Like I have a problem. <laughs> I'll reveal the tattoo. I'm kidding. I'll reveal <laughs> I'm kidding. The tattoo. <laughs> That's hilarious. My first love <laughs> in real life. Um, so I was like, I don't know. I mean, I guess what you consider to be love. What I uh-huh. thought was yeah, love. Yeah, of course, right? of course, of course. Yes. Um, there was a boy when I was 12 that I really 
a door mm -hmm. and I was about to move to, um, I was about to come to Springfield, Ohio for the summer. So okay. the summer there with my uh -huh. family and he gave me my first kiss. And I can remember still to this day being on the airplane, flying from Texas to Ohio uh, and feeling like the tingles in my belly uh -huh. that kiss. Yeah. Um, and we're friends. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but we were Facebook friends. Mm. And so it's just nice. Like, oh, look, you got a whole life. You like, got a whole yeah. life. But like that little kiss just really stuck with me. And yeah. I thought that that was going to be my person for forever. Yeah. Obviously it was not, <laughs> um, which is a good thing. This is a good thing. <laughs> yes. Wrong with yes. That. Right. But right. yeah, I just, it's interesting that I can still remember that little that yeah. spark. Cause I'd never felt that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you make a you make a good point, right? It's like, you know, our first love, we always think we know what love is at such a young age and we really don't, but it gives us those feelings like, you know, that you never kind of forget, right? right? You always remember the way that you felt the first time that you were kissed by somebody that you like really wanted to yeah. be kissed by, right? Yeah. It's a great it's a great feeling for sure. Um, so what movie or TV show was the first like sex scene that you ever saw black people in? I know, I know. I, I I like this question too. It's hard. It was probably something on HBO that I wasn't supposed to watch. <laughs> right. uh, but I Fair also enough. used to do the thing where I would watch like scrambled adult yes, shows. Yes, right, right, right. Yeah, and try to like and have, try to catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. didn't have cable. Uh huh. But like you could catch like a body part out yep. here and there. So mm. I can't remember specifically what it was, but I'm sure it was something in relationship to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. I think a lot of us have that experience <laughs> of watching scrambled something that we didn't we didn't necessarily have included. It's nostalgic. Very, very nostalgic. Yeah. Um, okay, so have you ever had sex in a dangerous place? And I'm gonna let you okay. define what dangerous means. Dangerous. Yeah, I'll let you do I mean whatever's dangerous to you, okay. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> You don't have to tell us you don't have to tell us with who. Yes is the answer to that question. Next. Yes, yes and next. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so you have a time machine, and what moment in your sexual journey are you going back to change, re-experience, or warn yourself about? Um, it would be age 18. Okay. 18 to 19, so uh -huh. in the middle there, yeah. when I got into a very serious relationship mm -hmm. with a person who had a lot of um, stuff. Yeah. I think it's the best way to put it. Okay. And so I would go back to tell myself, mm -hmm. like, learn to say no. Right. And that your value and your worth is not tied up in your ability Got to you. be present with someone who's yes. not present with you. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a that's a lesson that yeah, a lot of people yeah. could learn and I mean, listen honestly, from right now in this moment as adults. Know. Yeah, he was just really trash. Yeah, and, yeah. But I got my whole groove back. There you go. From <laughs> that relationship, you, you, I mean, you sure did at the tender age of twenty. At the at the tender age of twenty twenty one. Right, right. Okay, so last question: What is your strongest sexual asset? My strongest sexual asset. <coughs> These are so good. Oh, thank I you. Think <laughs> I have. I think I have a really beautiful way of making people feel safe. True. Thank you. I can confirm that. Thank you. That is very really true. You know, speaking from personal experience, like 
when you feel safe uh-huh. in any relationship, but in particular when you're in a sexual relationship with someone in an intimate relationship, when yeah. you feel safe, yeah. it just opens new pathways. Of course. Yeah. Together, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Ty and I recorded a podcast on, on uh, Friday, which you know will be coming out at some point in May. Um, and we talked about that too, like, you know, how feeling safe and how like having trust in the, the person that you're with makes everything, you know, so much different. Yeah, it does. It absolutely changes things. And, and I think that, um, you know, you don't, re- you don't realize how important it is until you've not had it and then had it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what it's I mean? Like, like, what is this? It's like, like oh, yeah. Safe. Right. Like, and when I feel safe, absolutely, this is, I can hang from the chandelier. Yeah, right. Absolutely, <laughs> I surely can. I surely can. What is it? You want to play helicopter man? What's that? Um, <laughs> I think that's a Chris Rocker or something, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, joke. oh man, stand up is big in our house, so I see. I have constantly like one liners in my <laughs> I head. I think that I'm funny, and I don't, you know. I think you're funny. Oh well, I appreciate you. I I tend to. This is maybe a Pisces thing, but I laugh at myself regardless. Right, because, okay. Like I honestly yeah, think that I like, could. Be a comedian. Yes. I wanted to. Yes. I wanted to see people. Yes. Like that. But I don't yes. want to look at I people. don't want to. Yes. Right. No. Same. Which is why I've never done it. I completely agree. Yeah. No. For sure. Um. Okay. So some of the things that I have here that I, you know, wanted to talk to you about is, you know, things like practices of how to like clear out your mind. Because this is the one thing that I get asked about often and things that I even have a struggle with sometimes like how to clear out the noise of the world and just be in the moment. Yeah. Right. Cause I think that's so hard to do, especially in a time where like we're around people all the time. We really rarely have time by ourselves because we're all living in the same homes all the time, looking trying to stay safe, looking at long. each other all day long. Um, and you know, I just think that it's not, it's not, I mean, this is, this would be a great thing to know for like when you're trying to be intimate and you need to clear your, yeah. the noise in your head as well. But I mean, just in general, just yeah. to be able to like think and have a moment to yourself. I think those things are so important mm-hmm. um, for your sanity and for the benefit of your relationships. And I just know that me, I've never really been able to do that. It's hard. <laughs> it's Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. So let me back up a little bit um, and talk about how I got here and into yes. this work. So yes, yeah. Professionally, um, and a huge part of my life <laughs> is that I'm the co-founder of the Yoga Carriage at Replenish, mm. and so I I was a social worker yeah. for a very long time, and I was really unhappy and I was really unhealthy for a very long time, and I just got kind of used to my baseline being this space of not being present with myself to the point that. I didn't even realize what that meant, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it took for me, you know, going through something that was really challenging to really come back to myself and realize like, okay, Rodia, yeah, this isn't working. This mm-hmm, isn't right. And just mm-hmm. because this is the, this is the expectation, you don't have to do this. Right. And prior to that, you know, I had my own practices, my own things I had been doing, but then I decided to do an entire career shift and change. And so that's how I arrived in this space. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing to know is that it's a practice mm-hmm. and it's something that you can come back to all the time. Yes. And I think there's this misconception, like people have an expectation of me even that because you practice this or you teach it, that means you probably see it too with your work. Mm-hmm. That means that you mm-hmm. always get it right. And Absolutely. Yeah. I get, yeah. I get that all yeah. the time. Yeah, and so 
the world is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Like my practice was, you know, really on point in December and beginning of January. And then there was an insurrection at the Capitol. Yep. And I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had to start over um, and come back to myself. Mm -hmm. So being gentle and graceful with ourselves Mm -hmm. is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And then just realizing throughout our day, like pausing when you're actually doing activities because we do things so mindlessly, Mm -hmm. right? Like, scrolling on our phone Mm -hmm. drinking something that's too hot and we're moving so quickly we burn our mouth and Mm -hmm. then we're irritated for the rest of the day because now the roof of your mouth is burned up Mm -hmm. and so just little things like that pausing Mm -hmm. like when i'm scrolling is this contributing anything to my right now Mm -hmm. typically the answer is no (laughs) (laughs) pausing when i'm drinking like am i just here am i here right now like am i tasting the flavors of my food right now Mm -hmm. and I think if we can start there then it can extend itself outward Mm -hmm. into our relationships with other people but it always starts with self yeah and so there are lots of practices that I do on a daily basis I'm a person that likes to be free and not have routine but I thrive (laughs) with routine I need some semblance of structure Mm -hmm. um, in order to show up as my best self so those mindful practices are part of my regular routine right 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 and it doesn't always have to look like sitting and meditating for 30 minutes or doing an hour-long yoga practice yeah I'm a partner in a yoga studio I don't practice yoga for an hour yeah Yeah. but I'm 30 minutes every day yeah it really depends yeah there can be ritual in anything that you do yeah for me that looks like waking up every morning and making my breakfast and making my husband's breakfast and mm-hmm. drinking a cup of hot water with lemon before I start my day. Mm-hmm. And when I really get present in small things like that, seemingly small things, mm-hmm. I learn how to be more present with my time. Like, gotcha. you know, five minutes of scrolling on Instagram is different than five minutes of just sitting outside looking yep. at the sky. Yeah. That's a very different experience of yeah, those five minutes. Definitely. So starting with like the small, finding the magic in the mundane mm-hmm. you know is a practice that I would say to yeah start with yeah yeah no definitely I think one of the things that I you know have kind of tried to try to get I, we do breathing a lot in our house right because we have kids with big emotions <laughs> that are around all the time mm-hmm. and you know when they have big emotions I have big emotions Hello. and I don't want to display big emotions as a, as a, an um, initial way to react to things because then they're going to learn that behavior from me. And so we do deep breathing, but mainly for them, but also for myself, you know, like, and they see me practicing it when I can see myself getting, you know, just like irritable or if I'm just not having like the best day. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it, that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm not the best mom. Right. <laughs> like so in the moment, the sometimes I'm not the best yeah. anything. And so, like, I'll just close my eyes and I'll take a second and I'll deep breathe and Emery will come over and touch my shoulder and be like, Mommy, you okay? You know, like, and and so, and I, and I, what the reason that I know that it's working is because Dia is now at an age where she is having, like, tantrums and things and Emery will come up to her and touch her shoulder and be like, just breathe, Dia, just breathe. Yeah, you go in through the nose and out through the mouth. Like, he's trying to teach her how to breathe and she starts doing it with him. And I'm like, okay, so, like, I'm doing something good for them because... I can't say that I knew that growing up. Like when I had big emotions, I just had big emotions, you know? And so it was, it was really good for me to see that like that's transferring to them in a way, you know, that Emery feels confident telling other people or like showing other people how to do that. Um, And I hope that that kind of helps them. I know my little, my little Scorpio baby. (laughs) 
I mean, I feel I feel really good about it. You know, we're really intentional about, you know, do you need to breathe? Are you upset? You know, I just want him to know that, like, he can be in control of his body and his emotions. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is, like, that's a great lesson to learn as a kid because if you feel like you are the one that is in control of your body, then yeah. when it comes to, like, sexual situations exactly. that you may not want to be a part of, you know that you're in charge. Exactly. Um, I mean, it all starts at such a young age and this and our works are so connected in yeah. so many ways that yeah. people wouldn't normally make connections to. Oh, right. I love that you teach your kids you know? that because so many of us as adults are reparenting ourselves, whether yeah. we define it as that or not. Right. And, right. You know, yeah. Our parents are humans. And Absolutely. They did what they could with exactly. what they had. They didn't get this education either. Exactly. But Absolutely. just like yeah. the small things of being able to, the seemingly small things yeah. that are really big, like yeah. being able to have your own autonomy yeah. and understand that this is my body and I have choice. Absolutely. And this is not just something that, you know, is a, a part of me that other people get to own. Yeah. And yeah. learning that from such a young age. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. It's no, so for powerful. sure. For sure. I, um, you know, I think that some of the things that I've come across in my years as a sex educator is, you know, this belief that like releasing shame is a freeing practice. Yeah. Right. And so I definitely want to talk to you about yeah. that a little bit because there's so much, I mean, so much shame exists around sexuality, yes. especially for women in yes. this society. And so the, the ability to kind of release that, that hold that shame and fear and, mm -hmm. you know, our own judgment has on ourselves and our bodies and our spirits. It's such a freeing practice, yes. right? I mean, do you, do you help, do you help people kind of get through that releasing shame part? Have you helped people with that before? I have. Um, and I don't know that I defined it necessarily just right. as yes, that, but right. definitely so because it shows up in our lives in so many yeah. different ways. Um, I love to talk about menstrual cycles. Yes. Yes. And it was something that when I was younger was such a significant part of my life, but I'm mm -hmm. also like, why don't we talk about this? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Why, why is this a secret? Yeah. This is something that my body's doing yep. every month and it's a secret, then there must be something bad about it. Right. right? Yeah. And you have right. young girls who are stuffing pads up their sleeves and try to go to the bathroom. Right. Yep. Then you, yep. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> I got really passionate yeah, really about this. <laughs> Bracelet just flew off. But, and then you have to go to the bathroom and someone tells you no, that yeah. you can't go you at can't. the time that yeah. you need to go. Like just small right. things like that that are ingrained into our culture from right. such a young age. And yeah. And grow up as adults who don't know one our body parts yeah like, right there's a vulva yeah a vagina, right those are two know? different things <laughs> right yes or, absolutely or what they do or yeah. what they mean let alone how to connect with them so absolutely. i'm a proponent of talking about the parts of our bodies that we don't show the world every single day as much if not more than the parts of our bodies that yeah. we do you know like i should be able to talk about yes my breasts in the same way that i talk about my ear yep and that starts to yep. demystify some of it. Absolutely. Because what I don't want is another generation of young folks coming up. Yes. Finding out, oh especially with as much as they have access to Absolutely. now. Like, I don't yeah. want you learning about pleasure and sex from watching Pornhub. Yes. Like, uh, please, please, please. <laughs> please. 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 If you learn nothing else. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this idea of undoing shame um, is something that I have been engaged in personally for years mm -hmm. because I realized how it was showing up in my marriage yeah showing up with people yes. that i love yes. and the things that i was 
limiting myself with, Absolutely. you know, because of this guilt and the shame yeah. that was associated with it for no big yeah. reason, yeah. you know, just because yep. that's the way that we've been ingrained, um, you know, since a young age. Yeah. And so just what you said about unlocking the source of that shame right? Like, and starting to actually name the parts of your body. Right. Yeah. As for adults, sure. Yeah. <laughs> starting to name the parts yeah. of your body. Starting to touch your body. Yeah. Starting to speak words of affirmation over your Absolutely. body. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Like I get out the shower and just rub shea butter or coconut oil on my skin and it's like, I love you shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. I love you breasts. Yeah. I love you hips. Thank yeah. you for holding me. Thank you Absolutely. for supporting me. On the days that I'm like, this isn't it today. I don't feel, I don't, not feeling myself today. Mm-hmm. It's still, I love you feet because you've helped me and you've supported me, yeah. me throughout this day. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, the one thing is like, I've had body image issues my whole life, right? And I'm at the biggest that I've been my entire life right now, post two babies, two C-sections, like just figuring it out, right? Two under five pandemic. And so, but David and I have had these conversations about how like, this body is what got me through 365 plus days of a COVID free life and got me through an entire pandemic. And so if there is, if there is nothing else to be thankful for, for this body, it is like literally forgiving me life Mm -hmm. for this long and for, you know, for keeping me healthy, for keeping me safe, you know? And so I've, I've tried to, on the days where like, I'm having a really bad, I call them bad body days. (laughs) When I'm having a bad body day, I, I try to, you know, kind of stay stay present in that feeling because it's really easy for me to be to to like negative self-talk because I've struggled with it my whole life. And, you know, it's in those moments like and before the pandemic, it was like you carried two whole humans, you know, like you birthed two whole humans and you survived two major surgeries and like you know, all these sorts of things. And so there are moments where like, you know, I'm trying to remind myself, like my connection with my body is, is in fact rooted in love and trust and awareness and, you know, like just being thankful in general. And so I try, you know, I try to keep those things. And I also don't want my body image issues to come off onto my kids. I don't want them hearing me talking about my body in a negative way. I don't want them seeing me judging my body I just don't want those moments for them and so normally you know it's like when I'm in private that those things are coming up for me but you know it's just things that I try that I'm trying to be more mindful of because now I've got little eyes who watch everything that I do yeah you know so I think it's interesting how the things that are good for us we're taught that they're scarce yeah right? like yeah the world teaches us that Self-love yeah. is scarce. Yes. That love is Absolutely. scarce. That pleasure yeah. is scarce. But the things that aren't good for us are available. Are available at in any, abundance, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so we get to love ourselves and find these ways to create pleasure and create care yes. for our bodies when it's like, okay, I don't like how I look right now. Yeah. And that's honest. Yeah. I may not like how I look right now, but I can still yep. acknowledge that, right? Yeah. yeah. And also hold these feelings of gratitude yes. and of thankfulness yeah. for what my body is doing for me. It's yeah. not about how my body looks, but what it's doing for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that it's a, you know, it's a big belief for, for me personally and therefore of Happy Sex Talk that, you know, black and brown bodies are designed for pleasure, right? And, like, one of the things that we kind of, 
like that our body desires is for that sense of freedom and that sense of joy and, and the, and the need for pleasure and whatever that may be. Right. So like you were saying earlier, just even being present enough to like really taste the food that you're eating. So when we, I was in, um, the uh, feminist night school with Zora's house with uh, Treva this last um, month. And we were talking about pleasure and she, you know, was saying like, even like this morning I had a really good orange, you know, and like just being in the, in the moment of like realizing that pleasure not only exists sexually, but can also just exist throughout your day, like with the experiences that you have. And I think once we realize that pleasure has a, you know, has like this huge umbrella yeah. that things fall under. Like it's a, it's kind of a whole different experience, right? Because yeah. so often when we talk about pleasure, we're talking about things like masturbation and right. we're talking about orgasms right. and we're talking about all those things, which don't get me wrong. Those are important. I, those are very important. And I am a mm-hmm. proponent for all things. Absolutely. But it's also important to understand that the, the simple pleasures in life are essential too, yeah. you know? Well, I think for me anyway, in my life, that when I'm activated in pleasure in other areas of my life. Yeah. The sex is Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yes. Connected right. and present with myself Exa- and with yes. my whole world. Exactly. So that I'm showing up exactly. better for my partner. Yeah. I'm showing up better for myself. First. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's always it's always about showing up for yourself. Yes. <laughs> first oh and foremost. I mean, and if you don't have a partner, then sex with yourself feels absolutely. better. Absolutely. Right? That's or if you do mind. have a partner, you should still be having sex with yourself because yes. that's important too. The more yeah, important. the more you know about your body, the better it's gonna be for you, you know, to explain what that what that feels like for your partner too and to kind of help yeah. them. Because I I've, I've said it multiple times and I'll say it again, it's not your partner's responsibility to make you come. It is yours. Um, They can't know your body better than you. Right. And so it's important to make sure that you spend that time with yourself to get to know what works. Yeah. Um, And I'm here to help whoever needs to do that. Shout out to, uh, you know, happy sex talk. If you need it, let us know. That's so important. Yeah. And that goes back to this whole idea of shame, right? Yes. That we're not supposed to touch ourselves. Absolutely. Insane. Yeah. How am I supposed to? How? Yeah. Like, yeah. well, I can't even get the words out. Yeah. Because that How do I even form this crazy. sentence right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I can remember being young and discovering, like, the shower head. Right. And that was, like, a thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, now bath time has just been extended. Yeah. And I am grateful for that discovery, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and just the ways that I show up for myself because you're right. Yep. If I can't communicate that to... Yeah. anyone else yeah i can't commit that communicate that to anyone else if i can't communicate it to myself absolutely and so the communication pathways that exist yeah. between us and our physical body mm-hmm. that's where the relationship starts for sure oh come on Mom. yeah that should be on the t-shirt it should be it or a sticker be. or something oh don't let me forget i got a sticker for oh, you before you go stickers like my I'm husband sure. loves stickers <laughs> i love collecting them i love him, collecting so I them <laughs> Keep what? it for myself. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's up to you. That's why what you do with the sticker. Just don't get mad if you didn't get a sticker. Home, I can okay? give you two, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Might keep them both. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, a lot of things that I, I want to get back to. You mentioned that you talk about, you love talking about the menstrual cycle yes. a lot. So, talk to me a little bit more yes. about that. So, again, something that we learn from a very young age, many of us learn from a very young age, is something that it's it's private, it's a secret, it's shameful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can remember this distinct time in my life where my menstrual cycle started to be celebrated. Uh I don't know who had a conversation with who. 
about that. I don't know if it was like my grandma <laughs> to my mom and aunt. Yeah. I don't know who inserted, but thank uh-huh. goodness that they did. Yeah. And it, it stopped being this thing that I was hiding. You okay. Know? Yeah. Like that I was hiding because to yeah. hide something for me, like, okay, this is a secret. This is shameful. Mm-hmm. And so when I started to unlock that, this is not just a part of my body, a part of my, my reproductive system, but this is something that can be sacred. This is something that yeah. is sacred. Yeah. Like, my body is so wise that yeah. it knows to release every single yeah. month, every yeah. 28 to 30 days, yeah. you know, whatever it looks like for you. Yeah. And so for me now, like, the practice of the connection to my mm. menstrual cycle is something that is is sacred, sacred yeah. to me. Yeah. I talk about it frequently, you know, when I'm in that space where, you know, I do a lot of work with menstrual cycles and the phases of the moon. And oh, I think yeah. that when you really when you really make that connection, you start to see how sacred you are as a human. Mm-hmm. And so the times during the month when I am bleeding, like mm-hmm. that is incredibly sacred time for me. Yeah. And it's a reminder to my physical body, like it's time to slow down. Yeah. This is a period Ooh. that is time for you to relax. That is time for yeah. you to cater to your body. So there yeah. are lots of baths and herbs yeah. and teas and and, and self-massage that yeah. happens during yeah. that time. And I talk about it really freely. And so it frees me and opens me, yeah. you know, in different ways. Um, and then even like seemingly simple things like starting to use menstrual cups and mm. actually starting to see my menstrual blood. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Like there's a connection here. Like this is something that yeah. I can see and yeah. I can feel my own cervix. Like yeah. this is a, yeah. a doctor should not be able to do this better than me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this is a part of my body yeah. and I want to feel connected to it. Yeah. And yeah. feel like well, I have a relationship. With yeah. It. And so I'm all for discussing menstrual cycles. Yeah. I, I really like that. I, I you know, because I, you know, I always be texting you like something's going on. What, yeah. what's in, <laughs> what's going on what is in retrograde? What is the moon doing? Like break it down down to me because something doesn't yeah. feel right you know and that's just something that like I just know I can always yeah. reach out to you about because if, if, if like everybody in my house is going crazy I'm like something is in yes. retrograde I'm gonna hit Mo up and see, <laughs> see what's what happening is. see how long this is going on but <laughs> like, I think when we connect you know, with nature we start to see ourselves in relationship with nature yeah. that we're one and the same right yeah. and that's the yeah. thing that I love so much about nature that just that we get to be in relationship with it because it does its thing whether we're paying attention or Absolutely I stay in my ritual. I stay in my ceremonies, no matter who's paying attention, who's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like I am still whole and in connection with myself. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. I, Cause I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's just so interesting to hear you talk about these things because it, it all makes sense. Like, Yes, my period sits my ass down every month. And you know this, like I've texted you about this too. Like, and they've been, and they're so, they're so intense posts, post C-sections too. It's so different for me. And I've always had a really heavy and like really complicated and painful cycle. I mean, I got on birth control long before I even considered having sex because it was helping me regulate my cramps so that I wouldn't miss school. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it's just like, 
But now I just feel like, I mean, I am down for the count at least for the first two or three days yeah. of that cycle. And I, and I think it's because my body is like, you need rest. Yes. And I'm yes. just going to make it impossible yeah. for you to like. Sit down. Think, yeah, just sit down. Yeah, so sit down. You know, like be break. in this, be in this moment, like yeah. pay attention to what's happening, yeah. you know, and just hearing you talk about it like that. It's like making things make sense. I think I'm probably going to have a different like appreciation for it as opposed to sitting there like worrying about the fact that like I'm not around as much for the kids or that I'm not able to like do work as much or I'm not able to be a part like David took the kids to the park and I missed you know the kids doing cute shit at the park and it's like (laughs) but they go to the park multiple times a week like it's not that the park's not limited the park is not Mm -hmm. like the just park's not going to end that day because you're not there. Yeah, it's not. Right. It's not. But it's, you know, but yeah. it's, so it's just one of those things, like, I think, you know, I think this month I might look at it a little bit differently and just look at it as the time that, like, my body needs to kind of reset itself, Absolutely. you know? And I think that um, that's just something that, like, I just don't think about because I'm oftentimes, like, just mad about the fact that I'm in so much pain, yeah. you and know? I want to I touch on that a little bit just about how so many folks have really painful menstrual yeah, cycles, yeah. Like really negative experiences, and get answers, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. we're not supposed to be just miserable, right. falling yeah. out, you right. know? Like, yeah. that's just right. it. But so many of us, which this goes back to the idea of shame and how yeah. it controls and puts narratives yeah. on our bodies that yeah. are ours, so many of us are used to suffering Mm -hmm. you know during Mm -hmm. part of the month Mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be the case right and so we get to investigate and explore and get answers of Mm -hmm. what's happening with this part of my body and what's happening with this process in my body and how can I show up for myself differently Mm -hmm. so that maybe this becomes even pleasurable yeah you know yeah if nothing else less painful right you know? yeah how do we slow down and start to tap and tune into our bodies and get those answers for yeah. ourselves yeah take a nap take, oh, take a nap <laughs> because i was telling take david that nap. so so last night we didn't have the kids and we were actually able to like sleep uninterrupted for like seven hours mm-hmm. which is like heaven mm-hmm. because dia is yes she's almost two but she like is getting out of her crib and like opening her door and coming across the hall and coming into our room at all hours of the night. Like (laughs) the other night she was up at 1130 asking me about a cookie. It's like, go to bed. Why are you up? Right. Anyway, that cookie was on her mind. That cookie was on her, that cookie was on her mind. She couldn't sleep. She had things to get off her chest and that's fine. She, she she did not get a cookie at 1130. (laughs) Auntie Mo, she did not get a cookie. She (laughs) She needs a bag of cookies in your bedroom. (laughs) She did not. She did not get a cookie at eleven thirty at night. She got water, (laughs) and I still didn't get her down until two o'clock in the morning. So I say all this to say that uh, I've I've been having these feelings of like that I'm like damn near narcoleptic lately because I'm getting such a minimal amount of sleep, and even when I do get the sleep, I'm never really able to get into that full REM cycle where I'm in that really deep sleep. And so last night was like this like life changing <laughs> experience because first of all, I got time with my husband that wasn't interrupted by a child, which is fabulous. Shout out to that intimacy time. And then also I got to sleep. Sleep is big. And I was like, oh God, this is what it feels like. It just seems like, I mean, I feel like I'm never going to sleep <laughs> again. Yeah. However, Emery now, you know, Emery's been sleeping through the 
through the night for like a year now. So I know that it's hap- It's going Coming. to happen where both kids are sleeping through the night. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's never ending right now when you're in the thick of it. Especially during a pandemic. Especially during a yeah. pandemic. You don't have the regular people who will come over and like oh. take the kids for a couple hours. Or- and bless my parents. They've been so fabulous during this time frame. I mean, they're who kept the kids last night, yes. right? And they and my, my kids love them. They're like best friend squad. Mm-hmm. Like they are my, my daughter just sits here and she's like, Nana? Papa, like all day long. She wants to see them all the time. Emery is ecstatic every time they're around. So I'm very thankful, yes. very blessed to have them here. And to know that like my kids love them so much that like they would probably prefer to be around them more than me and David. <laughs> In all honesty. <laughs> Nana and Papa are where it is at, okay? Pandemic breaks. Yeah, you know they do need pandemic breaks. They be sick of looking at us at us too. <laughs> I know that's, I mean, you know, so, but I, I and so, and, and keeping some of the conversations that I've had and keeping like the conversations about family and like ancestors and yeah. stuff, I've had a lot of conversations with people who are still carrying guilt and shame and their thoughts about sex and sexuality based on what their ancestors have told them, whether they're, you know, whether they're still here or not, right? And kind of like figuring out a way to balance that respect for the ancestors, but still knowing that like we can move forward. Yeah. Right. And we don't have to hold on to the shame. We can break these generational curses and this generational trauma and like do things that are better for us because now we know better. Right. And it's really and that's a lot. That's a lot for people to hear. And it's a lot for people to handle. Do you have any recommendations for yeah. You know, just kind of how to work through how to work through that because it is hard. Yeah, it's hard because you want to respect your people. Right? Absolutely, you respect those that have walked before. Absolutely, you. and I love what you said when we first started about how black and brown bodies are yes. created for pleasure. Yes, absolutely. And there was pleasure that our ancestors yep. did not access. Yeah, and so there are things that are available to us now that may look incredibly different. Mm-hmm. So I try to remind myself that it's not, you know, a judgment of good or bad, but that when I'm in my in my space where I'm in my zone and I'm experiencing pleasure and I feel good yeah. and I'm doing things that my great-grandma would have, like, <laughs> tried to snatch me. My great-grandmother's name was Mama Lou, and Amazing. she used to sit on a rocking chair with a um, Maxwell House coffee can that had her her spit yeah. in it. She chewed tobacco uh-huh. and she would spit in it. Uh-huh. And she had a shotgun next to her yep. and her tobacco on the other side uh-huh. and was like a badass. Yeah. Sounds that like deal. it. That deal. Sounds like it. Now, sure. Mama Lou, I mean, she had like 12 kids. She was doing something. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, that, you know, and I think that's the other thing, too, that we have to admit is like, Y'all may have been shaming us about this stuff, but y'all was getting it in because y'all had like double digits worth of kids. So y'all knew what you was doing. Like you may have put that modesty clock on your lap. Yeah, but like, let's be clear. Like y'all was still, yeah, you were still experiencing pleasure. You were still having those moments. You weren't depriving your body of those moments, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that's important too. Frequently and what I would encourage um, people to do is that when you have those moments where you're like, oh. I feel bad or I feel mm-hmm. guilty or I wouldn't, is this respectful of, or does this honor my ancestors to remember that you're very active being and existing, let alone the audacity mm. to be connected to your body and yep. be able to say what you like and what you dislike and what you love yeah. for yourself. Just that honors your ancestors. Absolutely. And they may not have had the same experience, the same language, the same opportunities, you know, the same mm-hmm. freedom or safety to be able to do so. And so, sure, there may be some things that, like, mm-hmm. great-grandparents, great-aunties, uncles would, like, 
frown at, <laughs> but that your embodiment is an honor to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, it might look very different. Mm-hmm. It might look very, very different, but we don't really know what they were doing. And what they were well, doing absolutely, they because, they, because, because they surely weren't talking about it. No. Right. And if they did, it was in a very, at least in my, in my experience, it, you know, was a very tight lipped. Yeah. It was definitely hidden. Yeah. Conversations about things and recreate the narrative surrounding sex, surrounding pleasure, surrounding intimacy that people maybe were experiencing, but didn't feel the freedom to talk about. Yes. And so every generation that comes, I feel like we have a responsibility for freeing ourselves Mm -hmm. and living free Mm -hmm. so that we can free others. Mm -hmm. And so each time there's a generation that comes through, they get to engage in that practice and what it means for them. Mm-hmm. And what it meant for, you know, I keep going back to Mama Lou, but it meant for her may look very different than what it means yeah. for me now. But yeah. I think that she did the best that she could with what she had available to her for the time that it was. Mm-hmm. And I get to do things differently. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's it's really funny. So David, David and I are pretty intentional about making sure that the kids, like, you know, see us give each other kisses and hugs and, like, that we, it. like, hold hands around them and, and that we also let them know, like, mommy and daddy are going to go eat dinner at the table while y'all are down here watching She-Ra or, like, yes. whatever you're watching yes. at the moment, right? Watching Cinderella. That's their jump right oh, now. Their jump is Cinderella, Brandy, and Whitney, of course. Yes. Uh, is there I any other, is there any other version? Cinderella. Yeah, I mean, we were watching it on YouTube before it became, yeah. before it became a staple on Disney+. I don't Plus. know what people are talking we about. We found, yeah, it never, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know her. What other Cinderella <laughs> are you talking about? I'm un, I'm unsure. Who is Aurora? Right. Like, what is going on? Um, and so, oh, maybe that's Sleeping Beauty. I don't know. Is Aurora is. Sleeping Beauty? Anyway, maybe. it doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't. It's not relevant. <laughs> I don't know her either. It doesn't matter. Not relevant. Um, but yeah. So you know, I think it's you know we're trying to do those things so that you know each generation gets a little more comfortable with yes. that intimacy with that romance with like seeing and expressing love yeah. right because i think that you know a lot of a lot of what keeps a relationship together you know david and i've been together for 14 years i love that man more today than i did you know 14 years ago we've been through a lot together in that 14 years we've been married for a decade and it's, you know, you just, you learn so much about the other person. And I think part of that is, you know, like I'm trying to be mindful of his love languages and, yes. you know, he's being mindful of mine and we both like cherish that time. That's just us. Yes. Even if we're just sitting in the same room together without a child climbing on top of us, yes. that's like really crucial to us. Right. And so, um, I think, you know, we're trying to be intentional in, in setting those, um standards for them because I I want them to know that like love can look like a lot of different things you know and so I think that that's part of how I don't know I mean I feel like in a way I'm honoring my ancestors in that way because my ancestors my grandparents when I was around them showed me what love looked like to them and then my parents showed me a different way and you know everybody who was a staple in my life like you know, they were still married. I didn't really have anybody who didn't stay together. And so I think um, that also has impacted my understanding of what like love looks like. But I'm but because of the work that I do, I'm very well aware that other relationship styles exist. And so I think that as my kids get older, I'm going to make sure that they understand that too, because I don't intend for David and I to not be together. And my my parents are still together. So they see 
Nana and Papa together. Yeah. David's parents are divorced. They see them as two entities, but they're still Nana and Gigi and, you know, are like Papa and Gigi. And so I think it's, it's good for them to see different relationship styles. They see how other things work, but to know that, that options there exist. Are, I say that, there are options. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's kind of like in a way we're honoring our ancestors in that because we're being honest and we're being truthful to our kids about what, you know, what's available to them. And giving them the freedom to be who they want Yes, giving them the freedom of who they want to be. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, I could talk about that for, that could be a whole podcast episode. It could be. Well, now there are more people who look like us that are hosting and having these conversations because I think conversations surrounding sexuality and pleasure oftentimes get framed from very white Yes, absolutely. And so for us to create these spaces that are sacred, that are safe for us to have conversation, it helps us get to see ourselves in different ways, right? Yeah, absolutely. To see yourself reflected. Like, I was talking to some girlfriends about this, um... And sharing with them that, like, about my sexuality Mm -hmm. and that I'm bisexual. Uh And they're like, but we never knew that in college. And I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't like you. So, like, there was a reason for you to know. But also, growing up, I didn't see images of bisexual black women. You know, I didn't. You got married and you had, you married a man and you had kids. That was what the options were that were available. And when I knew, like, okay, well, that's Mm. not how I see myself. Right. You know? Yeah. But now... Now, like, for me, if I were my 10-year-old self now, Mm -hmm. who knows, like, oh, okay, I like this girl, Mm -hmm. I can see images Mm -hmm. of women that look like me Mm -hmm. who have different options available to them, Mm -hmm. you know? So just creating these spaces for us. It is big work. I'm grateful that you're doing it. Yeah, thank you. Because it is life-affirming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's really, I think it's very important. We We try to put as many different visuals in front of, you know, I'm talking about the kids a lot, but I'm trying, we put a lot of visuals in front of the kids. Like the books that we read are really diverse. You know, we have trans specific books. We've got, we've got a lot of LGBT books in the house and you know, the kids are just like, they love these stories. I mean, you know, it's not like, it's just a story to them and it's see, and and I think that's what I love is to them. It's seamless. Yes. Yes. It doesn't. It doesn't appear like a different story. It's just like I want to read about these penguins, or I want to read about you know the boy who likes mermaids, and I want to read about you know that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And so, I think it's just been really great for us to see um, what it, I think for me it's good to see what it's like through their eyes because we didn't have those experiences growing up, and it wasn't that we were taught negative to feel negatively exactly. about anybody else it was exactly. just that it wasn't even an option exactly it just didn't exist it just seemingly. to us it seems like it didn't yeah. exist but yeah. it did but it, so, did. And it always has yes. they've been here just as long as we have Hello. been lgbtq so people about, have been around for just as long since the beginning ain't nobody different right <laughs> ain't nobody out here doing anything new right <laughs> so when i think about living like in my own full embodiment yeah it's a way to honor those ancestors yeah. who had to live in, in secrecy yes shame, yes you know? absolutely like, yes. or who didn't That's, have yes. language Thank to be able yeah. to like, show who they are yeah or show up who they are people who wasn't safe to do so yeah you know or still not safe don't feel safe to do so. yeah so when i do, when i show up fully and completely as myself i mm-hmm. honor them too yeah yeah i know i love that that's beautiful so i this is gonna be a switch of okay all right a little I'm bit ready. Of a, a little bit of a switch of topic here <laughs> now i read somewhere and i don't know if you're gonna know okay. if this is true or not but i read somewhere that lavender essential oil helps with erectile dysfunction 
have no idea. You have no idea. I have no idea, but that so is what, so what so what do you what do you know about do you know anything about lavender specifically? I do. Um so it's an oil that's gonna help with deep relaxation. Okay. So I guess I could I could see that yeah, potentially, I mean, yeah. but I don't know. I have to investigate. Yeah. I have to investigate why people think that lavender I'm is. Because now I want to know. Because then there's the thing about watermelon works like Viagra because it dilates. Yes. The, you know, and that so it dilates your. Uh, what am I trying to say? Dilates the the blood with the blood goes. The blood like the blood vessels. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's early. early. It's early, y'all. We're recording this early. <laughs> Because Mo is a morning person, yeah, and I like to think I'm a morning person. <laughs> I mean, normally I'm asleep on a couch with a child at this point. Oh my gosh, so. I was up early, like 7.15, <laughs> and speaking of pleasure, like, the way that I folded these scrambled Ooh. eggs this morning, I was like, these eggs are sexy. Like, Come yeah, on, eggs. So good. Eggs are, eggs are a very sexy food. Like, really. <laughs> I I mean, not everybody has to agree with me, but I personally think yeah. that eggs are real, like, because you can make, you can, there's so many different ways you can make them. They could right. be scrambled. They could be hot. I find a lot of pleasure yeah. in I mean, yeah. Well, of course. So yes. do I. So do I. <laughs> but yeah, the lavender essential oil, I'm not heard yeah. I'm going to have to research it. Too. I mean, here, yeah, let me know what you find. Because I'm a little too on my end. And then we'll, maybe we'll know something by the yeah. time I post uh, <laughs> By the time I post this episode, we might be able to put something in my the comments. <laughs> let people know. Mm-hmm. Are there any other, like, you know, sort of like aphrodisiac type of like practices or oils or like you know anything yeah. that you know of that you can share yes. with the with the listeners here. Um, clary sage is really good. Okay, as an essential oil. Okay. Um, lavender clary sage. clary sage, just the name of it, right? Yeah. What's it? What's it like? What's it do? So it's an oil that a lot of people will use as an aphrodisiac. Okay. Okay. Um, it also can stimulate uterine, uterine contraction. Okay, so okay. Be mindful of that. Okay, That's something that I would use if I were pregnant. Right, right, sure. right, right, right. Um, yeah. Unless you were ready to have a baby. Unless you were ready to have tomorrow. a baby. <laughs> um, so I would say that that's probably my favorite go-to. Okay, I like to put it on the bottom of my feet. Ooh, nice. Yes. Yeah, okay. Bottom of my feet and the back of my neck. Okay. Just like a drop. With okay. The, you always want to use a carrier oil as right. well to mix with. Uh huh. Um, so I would definitely say that one. Any type of floral scents for me, like jasmine, has mm-hmm. been my jam. I was gonna say right now, but honestly, for the last two years, um, <laughs> I I said earlier in my introduction that I'm a wildflower. I like to feel like yeah, a flower, yeah. And so jasmine is just jasmine a very a sensual, yeah, sen- sensual, like yeah. just a couple of drops, like on the shoulders, okay, right, on the clavicle, yeah, all of your back, okay. Like, it's just there's something about that, yeah. That just creates deeper connection, yeah. with your body, whether it's solo pleasure, mm-hmm. with a partner, with more than one partner, whatever it is, yeah, that it like yeah. Great. Yes. So Clary Sage. Clary Sage and Jasmine and are jazz. my go-tos. Okay. Yes, those are my go-tos. So okay. I can put a couple of drops here and there. Yeah. The bath water, too. Yes. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, yes. Baths, man. Those are... You know, people are hit or miss with baths, I think. Like, there's, there's a population of people that hate baths. Mm-hmm. And I don't know them. <laughs> Those are not my people. But I do, I, taking a bath, I 
taking a bath is an act of care for me. Yeah. That is helps to connect me to my own pleasure. Yeah. Um, be it going into, you know, solo pleasure or with, you know, my husband, with a partner, whatever it is that that looks like. Mm-hmm. But just actually sitting with myself, it's a practice of mindfulness. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. just sitting with my body. Yeah. And where there's seemingly nothing to do. Yeah. But there's everything to experience. Yeah. And so I'll add floor, flowers to my water. I'll add oils, okay. um, a little bit of essential oil. And then like just sitting and actually like looking at the way that my toes move in the water yeah you know like yeah allowing my body to be held and yeah. that's a good space a lot of us brace and hold our bodies yep. and it it's part of our shame it's part of things that we've experienced if we've experienced any type of trauma before mm-hmm. um and this is something that my body used to do like i would brace for impact mm-hmm. just ready you mm-hmm. know and so it showed up as like tight shoulders tight hands mm-hmm. tight feet tight hips and so when i'm in water when I'm in the bath, whatever body of water it is, it's a space for me to remind like myself to relax my shoulders mm. back and down, to let myself be held mm. and just watch my hand just kind of be, I'm doing this thing with my hand right now that people can't see. But you see it? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. This thing where like you just let your hand just be held by yeah. the water, let your body be held by something. Yeah. And that reminds you like, I'm safe in this body. I don't have to brace for anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have to carry my stress with attachments, right? right. Like, yeah. And it's yeah. a space where I get to open and just release and allow. So for me, baths are really, really sacred. If you are not a person that loves baths, do whatever it is that works yes. for you, right. for your body. Yeah. But with showering, you know, you can do the same thing. Where yeah. You let the water just run down your shoulders. Like yeah. just watch one arm and watch the water run down yes. that arm down your fingertips. I do that often I do that often because it's one of those things like you know again our lives are pretty busy with two under five and you know when I get to take showers I'm like I'll be back in 30 minutes yes and minimum that's your secret time (laughs) your sacred time sacred time don't bother me yeah (laughs) you know and I mean I try to do it when I know the kids are going to be distracted because Emma will be the first one like mommy are you cleaning up mommy are you taking a bath are you washing you know like like, dang, man, you just ruined my whole vibe. <laughs> and it's because I like to do stuff. I yes. like to just, like, get underneath the water and let the water touch my skin. After yes. I've done all the things that I need to do to get my ass clean. Yeah. You know like what I mean? letting the day, I just, the energy yeah. of the day be washed away. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's something that's always been really peaceful, you know, for me. And I, um, I definitely appreciate, like, trying to take that time for myself and, you know, I think I think that you just don't realize how important those things are as a reset for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think having you know? children does require you to get really creative with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You no, know, right, I'm yeah. for sure I have more space in my day because we don't have little people in our yeah, house. Yeah, right. But you know, a minute in the car. Yeah. Like, it yeah. doesn't have to look like recreating the wheel. It doesn't have to be three right. hours. So I love that you use your shower time yeah. as that. And that you've taught I your try. kids to read yeah. that. Yeah. We, and we, and we even give the kids time in the bath, like, where we're not around. So they're still young enough where they're taking baths yeah. together. And so they like to play together. Yeah. And they're, like, dumping water on each other. And, like, you know, having fun and doing those things. We usually give them a few times, you know, a, a little bit of time just to play in the water by themselves because I, you know, I want them to know that like I trust them to be able to take care of their bodies. And, you know, we're teaching Emery how to like use a washcloth. And so, and I said, of course, because you know, I was this milk goddess at the beginning, we still put breast milk in their bag. 
two so years soap, later. I, I would yes, I'm making soap and lotion. I stopped doing that because Dia's skin was reacting okay. so much to stuff. But I I was for a very long time. Breast milk will yeah. Save this world. I mean, it will save this world. Good for I mean, everything. really, it really <laughs> is. I mean, I think. Dia hasn't had like an eczema outbreak in a year. Mm-hmm. We've been putting milk in these baths for, so, I mean, we've been doing it her whole life, yeah. but consistently since quarantine because we've been here and I have to, my parents need their deep freezer back. Right. <laughs> First <laughs> off, they've been trying to thaw it for a year and they're like, are you sure you don't need any more milk, Erica? Like, That's can you hilarious. please just, so we're down to like a shelf and a half. Yeah. Um, I've filled up that deep freezer twice. And so, you know, they're like, please take this milk and get please. this out. Like, because like, she can't drink it at this point. Right. It's two years, right. you know, beyond the date. But it can definitely go in a bath. And so Emery's like, Daddy, do you have the milk? Like, they expect yes. this. I don't know what they're going to do when the milk is gone. And there's no more, like, breast milk for their baths. I mean, the poor babies. But anyway, so I think, you know, it's helped with everybody's skin. I mean, you know, I think it's just... How it goes yeah. and I, you know, it's just it. it's just so crazy to. Anyway, it was important for me to give them some time to be, you know, with themselves because I want them to experience that feeling yeah, too, right? Exactly. And because I'm a water sign, I'm like, of course you have to have a connection to a water. Who doesn't? You have to. Who doesn't have a connection to water? That? Why wouldn't you want that? I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, right. I'm missing out. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think if you don't, you know, if you don't, if all minds are clear and you feel like we've talked about. Things. I mean, I feel like, you know, I I just want to re reiterate, you know, how important it is for us to feel connected to our bodies yes. and however that has to happen for you, whether it's deep breathing, whether it's meditation, whether it's like mantra work, yeah. whether you know taking a job, however, whatever, taking a job, not my like, yeah. ministry. But if it right. works, jogging is definitely not my ministry either. Works for you. <laughs> I think having the understanding that is something that. The process of learning ourselves and yeah. undoing and healing yeah. is never ending. And yeah. if you reach this point sure where you sure. feel like, all right, there's nothing else, yeah. you know, then yeah. what's the point, right? Yeah. Like, we are constantly in this space of learning ourselves. Yeah. Like, you know yourself really well, and then you, I just turned 40. My 40-year-old body mm. has different needs than yep. my 30-year-old body. Yeah. Like, I need oil changes on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a day I where love, I didn't hydrate yeah, well. Yeah. The joints are like, the joints ma'am. Are, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Help the difference out. between 34 and 35, like, kicked my ass. Mid-30s are tricky. Oh, my We're goodness. Tricky you won't realize it. And oh. then it sneaks up on you, and it's like, oh, what is it? It's this? like I woke up and instantly need Advil. <laughs> like, I woke up and instantly need ibuprofen. That has not been my journey <laughs> the entire time. But it's still half grace because there's still a whole pandemic <laughs> happening. <laughs> like, maybe if. Yeah, um, we yeah. were living in yeah. some sense of like normalcy. Yeah, whatever that's normal true. means anymore. That's true. It yeah. would look different. But yeah, yeah, just know that we get to keep coming back to ourselves. Yeah. And I think that that part of this practice and this life, it um, I'm not a, a person that gets excited about things, but that excites me. Yeah. That I get to continue learning and love, finding Absolutely. new ways to love yeah. myself. Like that yeah. is, that's beautiful when you that slow is a, down. That is a very beautiful thing. Yeah, that is a very beautiful yeah. thing. And I think, you know, that's a, that's one of those things where, like, you know, people, because people expect, again, because I've been doing this for so long, that, like, I know all the answers to everything. First off, 
I do not. It's impossible to know the answers to everything. And I also don't know myself as well as you think I would because I'm constantly changing. Constantly. Like, you know? pre-pandemic, Monique was very, <laughs> yeah. was very different. Like, absolutely. Me 10 years ago, me six months ago. Yes. Three weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I look different. Yeah. I feel different. And yeah. so the way in which I get to continue exploring myself, mm. that excites me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully it does for you. Too. Yes, hopefully. Yes. We hope that y'all got some things from today. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in as usual. Um, and uh, you know, keep it sexy until next week, y'all. Yes. We're gonna go out on the beautiful ones again. Lay out lay out on the floor soak and just sounds. soak in all the sounds. Yes. Let's get this going. We were trying to figure this out. Yeah, right. Trying to figure it out earlier. Like, why is it right here to meet this? We got it. There we go. Come on. Give him a snatch my song, which snatch my episode. Sex, I love.